We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Ace is a place with the helpful hardware, folks. At Ace, your backyard's right in our backyard, which means we have hand-picked products that are right for the birds in your neighborhood, like premium bird seed, suet, birdhouses, and feeders. Stop by your local Ace and get everything you need to attract the birds you want, including Ace Wild Bird Food, on sale now. Now through Tuesday only, when you buy two 20-pound bags of wild bird food, get a third bag free, only at Ace, the helpful place. Offer valid through February 28th at participating stores. Devastated as my man, my co-host, and I can't be too devastated because he's getting a promotion of sorts as he's uh, uh, leaving us to do a full-time work over at Football Guru. Uh, Going to be a DF analyst over there as well as uh, doing the DFS lineup lock show uh, for Fantasy Sports Radio. Mr. Benny Ricciardi making his last appearance on the RotoWire DFS pod. What up? Yeah. Buddy? It's a, it's a little bit sad, man. Kind of the kind of the end of an era. I was here when they started doing the DFS stuff about a year and a half ago. So, you know, had a really good time. I love the Roto-Wire guys. They were always good to me. Um, but, yeah, I got, uh, you know, some other opportunities, full-time uh, DFS analyst for Fantasy Gurus. And then I'm going to be doing some radio stuff for uh, Fantasy Sports Radio. So, you know, move, moving on, taking some full-time work, which, uh, you know, makes things a little bit easier for me and my family. So, perfect. Yeah, see, I feel bad for our listeners because you give such good knowledge and all that. I mean, I'm I'm personally happy because I don't have to talk to you anymore, so that's like a big win. Um, <laughs> yeah, but... for you at least. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I, I've enjoyed it, Benny. Benny will definitely be missed, and uh, I am sure whoever the next co-host is, they will not be 
as easy to work with as Benny. <laughs> All right, oh, ben, I appreciate it. It's the truth, my friend. It's the truth. And everyone follow him over there. It's not like he's, you know, dying or anything. He's going over to Football Gurus, and he's going over to Fantasy Sports Network, so, or Fantasy Sports Radio. So um, Benny will be out there. Uh, you can all still listen to him and find his stuff. So certainly do that. Um, all right, Ben, before we uh, jump into your final episode here, let me run down the slate. We got a 10-game slate today with actually – it uh, looks like an even split of uh, a day and night games with, uh, oh, excuse me, six day, five nights. So do we have 11 games today? Look at that, Benny. That, I'm, look at that. There was 10, you're, isn't there? You're all flustered right too. now, man. Like, Just relax. Take a deep breath. You're leaving me. I'm screwed here. <laughs> no, it's that, um, you know what it is? It's that they've got the uh, the Minnesota-Houston game, the doubleheader. And I don't know if that's a, uh, a makeup. Uh, okay. I think it is a full doubleheader because that game got rained out early enough last night. But that's yeah. what's threw me off there, Benny. But correct. So 11 games, but two in the doubleheader. But um, it, it is otherwise an even split of the five and five if you take that – or take the doubleheader out. Um, so five day, five night, which is actually a really perfect uh, kind of way to do it as we can discuss the early slate and the main slate. All right, Benny, the day starts off 12-10 in New York. Noah Syndergaard on the hill taking on those Arizona Diamondbacks and Brandon Shipley, a bit of a pitching mismatch there, you might say. Then we go to 12-35 starting Pittsburgh. Jamison Tyon, Nevada, holding hosting lefty Christian Friedrich and the Padres who've hit the ball Pretty well recently. Uh, move on to a 110 start in Minnesota. Jose Berrios on the hill taking on Dougie Fister and those Astros. Then we move on to Texas, a 205 start is Colorado in town. Chad Bettis on the hill taking on Lucas Harrell. A couple of righties doing battle there. 210 start in Milwaukee. Matt Gars on the hill for the for the brew crew. And then, oh my goodness, it's not Fausto Carmona. Cause it's Roberto Hernandez is on the hill for. Yeah, the, uh, I, I Rams, honestly uh, saw that. Fausto, not Fausto, back in the majors. So good for Fausto uh, slash Roberto. Three thirty-five start in Oakland as uh, the Baltimore Orioles in town. Chris Tillman taking on something called Andrew Triggs. I believe that's a pitcher. Not hundred percent sure. Move on to a seven ten start. As we start that night slate there at Boston. Eduardo Rodriguez, the lefty, taking on Benny's Yankees and Michael Pineda. And then we move on to a seven tenner in Cleveland as the Cleve hosts. Host those uh, Los Angeles Angels. Corey Kluber taking on. Oh, look at this. I mean, if you couldn't ask for something better than Benny's <laughs> last day, it's the chance for me to say multiple times taking on Julius Chassin. Thank you, Julius, for coming back today. 705 start in Minnesota. Tommy Malone on the left. He's taking on Chris Davinsky, the rookie for the Strohs, who's uh, been in and out of starting in middle relief there, done a nice job. 805er in Chi Town. Johnny Lester on the hill taking on. Carmart, Carlos Martinez for the Cardinals. Then we round out the 9-8-15 start in KC as the lefty Danny Duffy takes on Miguel Gonzalez and those White Sox. Benny, uh, before we jump in, I mean, seriously, the fact that Julius Chassin is pitching today, it's it's such a sign, right, Benny? Yeah, you know what? I mean, we couldn't have scripted it better. I know. I know. I, want, I almost want to send the Angels a thank you note or something. <laughs> All right, Benny, let's, let's get into this 12-tenner uh, start here in New York because we've got those Arizona Diamondbacks in town taking on Noah Syndergaard and the Mets, Brandon Shipley on the hill for uh, Arizona. Um, are you rolling Syndergaard out? And, and also, uh, obviously, any of the bats in this game interest you against Shipley, perhaps? Yeah, I think Syndergaard, especially if you're playing on an early slate, is, is easily the best pitcher available for the early games. So he's going to be somebody that I'm rolling out. And by extension, that also means that I'm staying away from these Arizona bats. So I'm not going to have any Arizona in my lineup. 
Now, on the Mets side, it's not like the Mets have been putting up a bunch of runs, although they do have a pretty decent run total here. Their expected value is about four and a half runs in this game. I'm not really sure where it's going to come from. My guess would be some of these lefties towards the top of the order. So, you know, maybe a Granderson, maybe a Jay Bruce, maybe a James Loney, who's actually been okay. Uh, those are kind of the guys that I'd be looking at if I'm going to roll out any Mets. But I think there's some other spots that I'd rather attack, even on an early slate. Yeah, I, I kind of like, um, as kind of a, maybe even a tournament player or whatever, but it seemed like they really, really discounted those Arizona prices against Syndergaard. And, and Syndergaard's obviously great, but hasn't been as great lately. Uh, and, and against lefties, a 319 Wobble out, so it's not like he's the lights out. Jake Lamb is somehow only 2700 bucks. I just, I don't get it. I, I mean, he's been hot since, uh, you know, had that little slump. He's got three homers in the last week, and crushes right-handed pitching, 421 MOBA, 329 ISO on the season. So um, I, I get that Syndergaard is the best pitcher on the board, but I also think that at that price, Jake Lamb, too good to pass up there. All right, Ben, let's move on. 12-35er in Pittsburgh. As Christian Friedrich and the Padres in town taking on Jamison Tyone. Tyone has pitched pretty well since coming back up and coming from that injury. Um, are you interested in Tyone, or is this more of a bats game for you? Yeah, I mean, if I, I think you can take a look at him. The problem is it's not really the greatest matchup for him because left-handed bats have been doing a little bit better against them. And like you said, this Padres offense has been pretty hot. Uh, if they were going up against a, a pitcher that I didn't like, I would probably still be looking at some of these left-handed bats on the Padres. But with Tyon being pretty decent, I just don't see a lot coming out of this offense. He's only 7,400, so I'm kind of on the fence because I didn't really want to use him, but that's pretty cheap. And let's face it, I mean, this kid's one of the top prospects in all of baseball. He, he can definitely pitch. He's going to be somebody who's a you know, top-of-the-rotation kind of starter when it's all said and done. So... My biggest fear is that he doesn't go incredibly deep into games. It's not like we're getting 105, 110 pitches out of him. So I think I'm probably staying away, but I'm also kind of staying away from these bats. I mean, I know, like, Dickerson's been hot and Shrimp's been hitting well. You know, Jankowski at the top of the order. Normally, I would like these lefties a little more. But, you know, like I said, the fact that they're going up against a good pitcher and tie-on kind of balances it out for me and cancels out both sides of it. Now, I will have some bats on the Pirates team, though, you know, Christian Frederick, not the best pitcher that's out there. Left-handed pitcher, right-handed bats the way you want to attack him. So guys like Josh Harrison make a little bit of sense. I mean, I haven't been playing McCutcheon at all this year. I just don't think he's been all that good. So he's probably not going to be somebody I'm looking at. Although I wouldn't mind paying up for Starling Marte today. I think he is actually one of the bats that I like Um you know, kind of the most of, of guys that I'm willing to pay up for a little bit on this early slate. Yeah, I agree. Tyon has looked pretty good and, and obviously a talented pitcher. It's weird. This Padres lineup, it's like they got rid of some guys, get Kemp out, this and that, and yet I feel like they just keep surprising you. You know, it's like you always think you're going to go up against this Padres lineup, but they're like two whatever Woba against right-handed pitching, and then I feel like every time they, they, they screw you over. Um, but, I, but I agree on the surface. I do like Schimpf at uh, – 2,900, he's killed the righties, obviously. And uh, I think there's some upside plays in that Padres lineup, especially in the GPP. But I agree, kind of a, for me at least, to stay away on the offensive side, despite the uh, the potential there. 110 start in Minnesota. Jose Berrios on the L taking on Doug Fisher in those throws. Berrios yet to get it going, obviously a highly touted prospect as well. And Doug Fisher really uh, having a, a solid season, for especially for him. So... 
Um, what kind of direction are you thinking about in this one, Ben? Yeah, I actually do like a couple bats on both sides. Um, with Fister, you always want to attack him with lefties. You know, Maurer doesn't really have a ton of upside. I like Max Kepler a lot because he is somebody that has a lot of upside, especially if he's back hitting in the three-hole. You know, I mean, this guy had probably one of the best 45-day runs we've seen in baseball in a while. I think he had like 14 or 15 home runs in the past month and a half. So Kepler is definitely somebody that's in play for me. And then on the other side of this game, you know, I really like Houston a lot more against left-handed bats. The guys on this team don't really crush righties. The one guy who does very well in righty-on-righty matchups, their best hitter really in righty-on-righty matchups is actually Carlos Correa. Um, So with some of these other left-handed bats they have that are hurt, I think the only guy I'm really looking at on the Astros here is probably Correa. Yeah, I love the Correa call. He's been heating up a little bit too, so I like that call a lot and uh, uh, agree with with pretty much the the majority of the analysis you said there. I Barrios has been a bummer. I own him in a season league, and he just can't seem to get it going. He hasn't been throwing strikes the same way he did in the minors, and um, it's frustrating because there's some upside there, especially going up against the Houston lineup that strikes out a lot, but. Uh, I would be too terrified to put him out there. All right, Ben, let's move on. 205 start in Texas. The Rangers hosting those Colorado Rockies. Lucas Harrell, who has pitched all right for the Rangers, but not the best on the season and going up against Chad Bettis, who he just stinks. Yeah, I mean, this is a game you want to look at bats. I think the over-under in this game right now is is 11, and I think it's up from 10.5, so we may even see it go higher before game time. And there's guys on both sides that make sense. You know, I really like the top of the order for the Rockies, if you can afford them. You know, Charlie Blackman had a good game yesterday. He's in play for me. Uh, Carlos Gonzalez, if he's back in the lineup, he's in play. Nolan Arenado hits good in righty-on-righty situations, so he's definitely in play. And then David Dahl, the youngster, um, his price is down a little bit from what it was last week, but he's another big left-handed bat. So I like the lefties in Blackman, Gonzalez, and Dahl. And then I'd also like uh, Arenado as the third baseman, you know, in the righty-on-righty matchup. And then on the other side for Texas, Texas is actually favored in this game. So if you like the Rockies bats, you got to like the Texas bats too. You know, against Bettis, you you probably want to lean more towards the lefties, but it's not like the righties are horrible against them. I think Sinsu Chu will be a decent option. You know, you can look at Beltran, switch hitter batting from the left side. Uh, Rognit Odor, Mitch Moreland, you know, I have all the lefty names written down here, so they're probably the guys that I'm going to be heavier on. But, but I don't mind if you throw in a couple righties here and there to kind of differentiate it and, and stack it up. I think you can stack up this entire game. I think you can use guys on both sides. You know, I think uh, the prices are relatively okay. It's tough to get um, Syndergaard in the lineup if you're going to stack this game up, but you can pick and choose a couple pieces here and, and make sure you have some exposure to it. 100% agree. The two guys I'll highlight um, on Colorado, you mentioned, I think Dahl is, is just a great buy at 3200 I don't I don't yep. get why he's priced so low. It's still a good yep. hitting park. I mean, he's got a hit in every single game he's played in in the majors. Uh, I believe he's got a 429 Woba. He's a 304 ISO against righties. So really, really like the David Dahl call there. Uh, and then is it kind of uh, not my favorite play in the game, but just a, a name you didn't mention uh, when talking about the Texas righties. Elvis Andrews is just priced really low, 2700 Um and, and this is more of a, of a shortstop sucks today outside. If you don't want to pay for one of those top three guys, if you want to pay for – for Linder, Korea, you know, those top three on the board, or Bogarts, I believe it is. Um, I think that Andrews is a nice, cheap 
puntish kind of option with a 330 average since July 1st. He's been hitting pretty well. Um, and Bettis is is uh, reverse splits guy, 353 Woba versus Ray. So don't love it, but if I had to fit a shortstop in, I think Andrews is a decent price and a decent play. All right, 335 start. Uh, excuse me, 210 start. I'm trying to skip over Fausto Carmona. Bennett. I was going to say, you skipped <laughs> over one of the games that, you know, all the good all the good bats are in play. Yeah, so let's do it. All right, Atlanta at Milwaukee. Uh, Roberto Fausto Carmona Hernandez on the hill taking out. Taking on Matt Garza, uh, perhaps the worst pitching matchup of the year. <laughs> it's up there. So what do you think about this one, Ben? Bad stats, yeah, bats? Yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. There is an, I mean, we'll make the analysis real easy for this game. You can play anybody you want. Next. Next. I, mean, I totally yeah, agree. Yeah, there's there's no – I mean, Freddie Freeman stands out to me as somebody that I'd like. Um, you know, against, against Roberto Hernandez, I don't care if it's righty or lefty. I mean, you can play all these guys. So Brian Braun's in play. Villar's in play if you can afford him. Chris Carter for the home run upside, Hernan Perez, if you want the lefties, and, uh, you know, a guy like Scooter, um, you know, another cheap shortstop there, uh, RC, Orlando RC has been batting second for Milwaukee, so he could be a cheap shortstop to throw in there. You know, you want to throw in Matt Kemp against Garza, sure, I'm okay with that too. You know, Marquez has been hitting better. I mean, honestly, if you have exposure to this game, I'm not going to argue against it. These are two, you're right, these are two of the, two, two pitchers who have been bad and have been bad for a couple seasons right now guys that we've been targeting against so you know target against them yeah it's exactly i don't i don't if it were seven years ago eight years ago maybe a fausto carmona matt garza pitching matchup gets you going but maybe even longer than that that's how long it's been man so uh, yeah. yeah i'm with you I, I just get your bats in the lineup find ways to slide them in i think there's going to be a lot of runs scored 335 start in oaktown as Baltimore is in, in Oakland, Chris Tillman on the hill taking on uh, Andrew Triggs, Benny, who um, is uh, is trigging a lot of people into believing he's actually a major league pitcher. Tell us about Andrew Triggs here. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we haven't seen a ton from this kid, but he's he's not somebody who is supposed to be like a lights-out starter when he got up to the majors. So I'm okay with looking at some of the Baltimore bats here. Uh, Machado, righty-on-righty situations, does pretty well. You know what really gets me is, like, you look at the numbers now for the last year or two, and Chris Davis profiles as somebody who should do well in this matchup, but he's just been so bad. I mean, I can't even roll him out there. And the thing that gets me is his price is still almost 4K over on uh, on FanDuel today. So I know Chris Davis is somebody that if you're looking through stats and, and you're looking through, you know, Wobas and all that stuff, his name's going to pop up, but... I just can't see it, guys. So definitely kind of staying away from him. You know, Trumbo hasn't been hitting much either. I like uh, Adam Jones a little bit. I like Scope a little bit. I like uh, Kim a little bit. You know, I'd probably be more on the Baltimore bats. I actually kind of like Chris Tillman. I think he's, if I'm not paying up for Noah Syndergaard, he's somebody that I'm actually considering. He gets a a park bump because they're in Oakland, which is a much better pitcher's park. You know, he's not expected to give up a ton of runs today. It's not the lowest total game that we have on the board, but it's also not one of the highest ones. So I actually like Tillman a little bit, and I'm staying away from the Oakland Bats. I literally 100% agree. I have nothing else to add. I'll highlight I like Trumbo as a uh, 3,400. Nice option there. He hasn't been great lately, but killing right-handed pitching. Uh, so I like that matchup. All right, moving on. Uh, uh, before we do get into that main state starting at 710, let me remind everyone that MLB season is rocking and rolling, and that means that Daily Fantasy Baseball is clearly here and back. Go to FanDuel.com because building a team is easy. Just pick your players, stay under the salary cap, 
and sit back tonight and watch your team win. Entry fees start at just $1. Anyone can play. Benny plays. I play. My family plays. Benny's family plays. Benny's, Benny's already got his three kids playing. Not true, but he's going to someday <laughs> because it's the best. You can join over 1 million other users who've already won money. It's never too late. Okay, so come play with me, Benny, every day over at Fandle.com. Go to Fandle.com, click the microphone in the upper right-hand corner, and use my code RWPOD to sign up now. Special offer for new users. Get a free six-month subscription to Rotowire with a $25 deposit. You must use my code RWPOD for over $60 in value for just $25. Again, don't forget to use my code RWPOD over at Fandle.com, where every day is a new season. That's Fandle. F-A-N-D-U-E-L dot com. Sign up today. Boston, 7-10 start. Yankees in town, Benny. Ah, Yankees, Red Sox. Remember the glory days, Benny. As uh, Michael Pineda taking on Eduardo Rodriguez. Yeah, I mean, you can't play Pineda against this against this offense. So he's out for me. You know, he is a, he is a decent pitcher. I'm not going to say he's a great pitcher, but he's he's been better than his numbers have shown this year. You know, the bat that would stand out the most would be David Ortiz, but he actually doesn't look right at the plate lately. So, you know, maybe Mookie Betts, now that he's dropped down to the three-hole, I kind of like that. He's pretty good in righty-on-righty matchups, about a 370 Woba for him. You know, maybe Bogarts, because like you said before, shortstop is a little bit weak today. You know, but I really don't love a lot of these Boston bats. You know, maybe that's going to be, maybe that's a little bit of homerism for me on that side. But I'm not using Pineda, and I don't really have much exposure to Boston right now. Um, on the other side of this game, Eduardo Rodriguez really hasn't been great this year. But the Yankees can hit left-handed pitching. I know they put up a couple runs last night. I, I honestly, I don't know. Again, maybe it's because I'm a Yankees fan, and I'm just, you know, I, I watch them play all that much, but. I don't want any of these guys, their, you know, Wobas, their numbers against left-handed pitching this year are horrible. I literally think I have zero exposure to this game, even on a four-game late slate. Wow. That is a, that is a statement right there. And, and don't forget, um, just with the bets, bets did leave last night's game with what the Red Sox called a sore calf. Um, so just, just pay attention to the lineups. It didn't look like anything super serious. Um, and he did come out, I believe, after they were down 9-4 to four or whatever. But keep an eye on it in case Betts is not lying. Because I agree hitting in that three spot is, is pretty enticing. And, and I have no problem getting some bats in against Pineda. But I agree, this is kind of a, uh, a tough game to call as both these offenses. You don't exactly know where you're going to get it from in this particular matchup. But I'd still be willing to roll with some of the lefties against Pineda. All right, 7-10 start in Cleveland as the Angels are in town. It's Corey Kluber on the hill for Cleveland going up against the one, the only, Mr. Julius Chassin. Yeah, he's actually one of the guys who I'm targeting against. I like these Cleveland bats tonight. You know, Carlos Santana at the top of the order, uh, Jason Kipnis, Lindor, and Jose Ramirez would probably be the way I stack it up. And people are probably saying, well, why'd you skip Mike Napoli? Well, you can only pick one between Santana and Napoli. And Napoli's better against the lefties. Santana's better against the righties. So if you're taking a first baseman here, I, I would rather have Santana over Napoli. So if you're stacking it up, Santana, Kipnis, Lindor, uh, Ramirez, I think there's much worse ways to start a team than that. And then Corey Kluber, you know, most of the good pitchers, with the exception of Noah Syndergaard, are in this four-game late slate. I think Kluber is actually one of my favorite ones out of all of them. So I'm going to have a lot of exposure to Kluber. You know, big strikeout guy, especially against right-handed bats. You know, the Angels are a very right-handed team. 
other than Mike Trout, there's really not anybody in this order that I'm all that scared of. So, you know, Kluber for me is probably my SP1 on the day. Um, and these Cleveland bats are going to be, you know, in a lot of my lineups for the late slate. Yeah, I got nothing to argue with there. Uh, uh, I just want to say Julius Chassin as many times as I can. Uh, but I, <laughs> I will throw in one more name, Tyler Nakin. Uh, it's only 2,700 yeah. for some reason. It's just smoked right-handed pitching this season and uh, should have an easy time with Julius Chassin uh, in, that, <laughs> in that lineup there. So I like Nakin uh, as a nice little play there again against Julius Chassin. All right, moving on. Seven tenor in Minnesota. Uh, we've got Tommy Malone on the hill taking on Chris Davinsky. Uh, is this a game where you're looking to get some bats in the lineup based on these pitchers, Ben? You know what? I actually don't have much written down on it. This is because of the rain out yesterday, right? Yes, Who does the yes. pitchers on the mound? The, so this will be the second game. And again, pay attention because they are the uh, day slates and the night slates, and they split them up. Um, the second game, so this will be part of that night slate, that main slate, is uh, Houston at Minnesota. It's Chris Davinsky on the hill taking on Tommy Malone. Well, against Tommy Malone, you want as many right-handed bats as you can get. Um so let's see, you're going to be looking at, you know, Springer up at the top of the order. You're going to be looking at Altuve. You're going to be looking at Correa, uh, if Evan Gaddis gets in there. And remember, it is a double header, so you really got to look at the rosters with yes, this. Great because you, Yeah, you don't know who's going to be playing in the first game and who's going to be sitting in the second game. You know, you can see some guys might get moved up in the order or moved around in the order because they're probably not going to let the, the same, you know, eight guys go out in the field for both games. But... I do like you want as many right-handed bats as you can get against uh, Tommy Malone. He struggles a lot with the right-handers. So, you know, I think that Houston will be in a decent spot, you know, going up against him. And then Davinsky is not somebody who's, you know, all that scary on the mound. I, you know, again, it's pretty much the same as uh, as we talked about with Fister. You know, you want to look at guys like maybe a Max Kepler in there or Miguel Sano. You know, those are at the top of the order. But, you know, he's actually better against the lefties. So, you know, again, there's a couple of bats that you can throw in here, but, you know, I think there are some better spots to target your bats here today. So one more note going back to that Red Sox thing real quick. David Ortiz also hurt his shin last night, um, and so there's a good chance that he is out of the game today as well. So if, if this moves up Jackie Bradley Jr. in the lineup because these guys are out, I like Jackie Bradley Jr. to lefty against uh, Miguel Pineda. So if you're missing Betts and Ortiz, there's a good chance you're going to see, like, Jackie Bradley and Hanley Ramirez in the three and four spot of this order. I, I would I would definitely look at both of those guys if that's the case. Very much agree. Eight oh five start in Chi Town. Johnny Lesta on the hill taking on Carlos Martinez in those Cardinals. A uh, 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 decent pitching matchup considering uh, that the rest of the uh, most of the slop we've seen today. What do you think about this one, Benny? Yeah, I think. You know, the Cardinals as a team actually don't do great against left-handed pitchers. So I think Lester's in a decent spot. The one bat that does stand out to me, though, Steven Piscotty has killed left-handed pitching this year. So if he's up in the two-hole again, um, you know, he's only 3K in price because of the matchup. He's definitely somebody I want to have some exposure to. And then Carlos Martinez is – he's always tough for me to kind of figure – because he could go out there and go seven innings of like three hit, three walk baseball and strike out 10 guys and then give up no runs. Or he can go out there and get lit up in the first four innings for like six or seven runs. Against a team that has as many good bats as this Chicago team does, I mean, from top to bottom, this team has talent. So 
I'm always a little bit uh, a little bit weary of of taking any pitcher against the Cubs. So I know Martinez is a little bit discounted from some of the expensive guys in the late slate, like Kluber and Lester and you know Danny Duffy, who we'll get to in a minute. But I don't think this is the day to go down to a guy like Seymour. Yeah, I had the same issue when I was looking at the uh, writing my FanDuel plays article for today and. It's like 8,300 is so enticing, but the match yeah. the way he's pitched lately, it's just, you can't put him in there. It's tough. It's frustrating. Look, if you want to throw him in a tournament lineup, it's probably a smart move because uh, I'm mm-hmm. guessing he will be relatively low-owned. And, and, yeah, he could go out and strike out 10 Cubs. Uh, but I, I'm with you, Ben. I think that's a, it's a, it's a tough spot for, for Carmine today. All right, let's move on. We've got that Kansas City Royals hosting the uh, Chicago White Sox. Miguel Gonzalez on the hill taking on aforementioned Danny Duffy, who has just been terrific lately, Ben. Yeah, and I mean, you said it. I I like Duffy here a lot. If I'm not using uh, Kluber and I need to come down a little bit to make some of the bats fit, you know, Duffy's the guy I've been going to over John Lester. And because of what you said, I mean, he's been so good lately. His strikeout numbers are up. You know, he's not giving up as many hits. He's not giving up a lot of runs. He's at home in Kansas City, which is a really good pitcher's park. He's a big favorite at minus 150, um, seven and a half total. So it's it's not a game that they're expecting a lot of runs out of. And let's face it. I mean, you know, you got to say Joe Lee's Chassin today, and I got to talk about how bad the Chicago White Sox offense is for one last time on my last game. So this is about, you know, it's a story (laughs) for getting right here. You couldn't write it any better. I mean, we talked about it. We talked about it all year you know this White Sox team doesn't hit very well they do have a couple guys that you got to be concerned with against a lefty I mean Todd Frazier basically only hits lefties at this point in his career you know Timothy Anderson at the top of the order is an okay guy to look at but really this is an offense that just they're a weak offense they don't put up a lot of runs and you got a hot pitcher right now that's pitching really well at home in a good pitcher's park as a favorite I mean there really isn't too many knocks that you can say on Duffy today so he's somebody that I like a lot and then I also like the bats that are going to be backing him up here today. Never been a big fan of Miguel Gonzalez. You know, you got to like the lefties against them. So, Kendrys Morales, Eric Hosmer. If I'm stacking this game up, I go three, four, five, six, right in the middle of that order. I take Lorenzo Cain, I take Sal Perez, I throw him with Hosmer and Morales, and you win all the money. Benny, how about what are the odds that the last game? I couldn't have done it. It's the last game of the night. I didn't have a choice, but you got to talk about that crappy White Sox offense one last time. How fun is that? You know, I, it's it's a good, it's it's apropos. It is. It's apropos. So um, so that's been the Roto-R DFS podcast for uh, Thursday, August the 11th. Uh, Benny, uh, it's been a pleasure, my friend. I'm going to miss talking to you every day. You really have, uh, I think our audience is, is very grateful because you brought a lot of really good knowledge. You've helped me get better this season. I'm sure you've helped our audience get better this season, bud. So, uh we're going to miss you. Any, any final words before you uh, leave this platform? No, I just, you know, want to say thank you to the guys over at RotoWire. You know, they, like I said, they've been very good to me and, you know, gave me a chance and a platform to uh, talk some DFS with you guys. And, you know, like you said, it's not like I'm dying or, or going off the face of the earth, you know. So I'll still be around. You guys can still send me messages on Twitter. You know, I'll be a little bit busier than I have been lately. But you guys know I'm a, I don't sleep. I'm a degenerate. So I'll get back to you at some point during the day. Yeah, so I'm just going to go with your dead to me, Penny, all right? How about that? You're leaving me. I don't know who I'm going to be with anymore. It's going to be a disaster. <laughs> no, there's, there's a deep bench. That's the great thing about Roto-Wire. There's a deep bench. There's a lot of guys that are really good, a lot of good analysts. So 
I'm sure somebody will step right in and, and pick up the torch and take the mantle for me. I'm not worried. I, I hope you're right, Benny. I hope you're right. You're, <laughs> you're a tough one to replace. But again, uh, we, we'd like to thank Benny Ricciardi for all the awesome, awesome work he's given us. Uh, follow him over to fantasygurus.com, and, uh, and you're going to be able to hear him on uh, the Fantasy Sports Network as well. And uh, Benny, thank you again, man. We're going to miss you, brother, and uh, we're all appreciative of your, uh, your great work this season. No problem, man. Be good, guys. I love you guys. Rotowire, you guys are the best. There we go. So one more time, uh, again, this is with the Rotowire DFS podcast for Thursday, August 11th. I usually say, good luck, go out and win some money. But just for Benny, this time I'm going to end it with Julius Chassin. <laughs> Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.